B-Pod Studios. The dynamic duo. Don't feed me crap. Of Boston Sports Radio. Yeah, get it right, stupid. Filger and Mass. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. I don't see the big gap with Mac Jones and Bailey yeah. Zappi. I think Mac's probably better because he was the better high school player and the better college player, and he's a little bigger. But when I watch this te- this kid, he sees the field, gets rid of the ball quickly. It looks like he throws the ball where the coaches want him to throw the ball. He Mac Jones got a little loose this year, a little frustrated with the coaches, talked about it publicly. I watch this kid, and I, I don't think he's this uber talent, but... Distributes the ball, it's accurate, it's out quickly, it's going where it's designed to go, and it's like we know they'll be good defensively because they're always good defensively. I don't see the gap. You're supposed to be able to see the gap between Zach Wilson and the backup or or Mahomes and his backup. That's when you have a franchise guy. You can see the gap. I think Max probably better, but this kid gets rid of the ball fast and appears to be able to see the field, left side to right side. I don't think Mac Jones is good enough for there to be a quarterback controversy. Yeah, I think this is a story of a team that drafted a quarterback one year and drafted a quarterback the next year, and the second guy they drafted, they're a better offense with him. Not saying he's more talented, right? but I think the offense is better with Bailey Zappi than Mac Jones. Remember, New England didn't give up anything for this. This wasn't the Niners giving up three first-round picks. New England just drafted a guy that fell into their lap, and then the next year they drafted another quarterback that fell into their lap, and the offense appears to be better with the second guy. Forget talent. Who cares? I think Bailey Zappi runs the offense better than Mac Jones yeah. did. I don't care about who is better. I don't care about the stars to their rankings. It, it looks like, to me, the offense is better with it. That's our buddy Colin Coward. He does not see the gap between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I would agree, mostly. I don't think it's a big gap. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. You do think there is a, a big gap between the two. I think there's... There's enough there to make it comfortably Max job, but I can see why people have that opinion because they're you know similar skill set. Um, I just think at the end of the day, I think that Mac Jones gives this team and this offense uh, a lot, a much higher ceiling in terms of plays and points. Okay, again, let's try and forecast how this plays out over the next couple of weeks. I'm of the belief, Greg, that if Mac Jones doesn't get it back this week and play this week against the Bears that Bill's not going to change course before that Jets game. In other words, uh, and not that he's saying one's better than the other or he's just not going to mess with the good thing because that Jets game, and I don't know how you feel about it, no longer a layup. I know Jets feel real to me. They're ahead of you in the standings. You're going into New York. You know how Bill feels about that game on just any you know random year. Never mind one where... Now the Jets might be good. They're ahead of you in the standings, et cetera, et cetera. So all I'm saying is if Bailey Zappi starts and plays well this week against Chicago, now he's got a three-game winning streak. He's played three-plus games well. The team's rolling. Here come the Jets in New York. I don't think Bill's going to change a quarterback at that point. So Mac Jones, I think, better start this week, or he's in risk of Bill not switching back. You could be right. Um, You know, I would tend to side with you on that Uh, just because it's, you know, it's hard to go from – sitting and watching to all of a sudden playing an NFL game. And now, but I do think a lot of that comes down to how does Bill see the Jets when he watches them on film? Again, I have not seen that. I haven't seen them at all, not even on TV this year. So I have no clue what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, You know, and Bill might think that 
you know, a game manager, Bailey Zappi, doing exactly what they're doing, that's the path to win this game. And to say nothing of the Bills and what whatever lays down the line. But for this particular game, could I see him saying, yeah, Max, healthy, but we're going with Zappi for the reasons you talked about, that uh, he's been playing, they've been playing well, they've been executing. Uh, I don't want to chance it. I feel comfortable if we keep doing what we're doing with Bailey, that wins us this game. Salah's an idiot. He's going to get in his way. All we have to do is not lose the game. I think that incorporating that, if he doesn't play against the Bears, if we're talking about Mac just coming back for the Jets game, yeah, no worries not playing. Saying, though, momentum, you don't think that has anything to do with it? No. We're, we're, we're rolling with this guy. I'm not going to get in the way of it? I don't because I think Bill's smart enough to know. Be like, be like <laughs> momentum against the Lions and Browns and Bears, really. I mean, you know, look, we we might have questions about some of the things that have gone on around here, but, you know, even the stats from Boston Sports didn't play out. They beat the bag out of the bad teams or the the, the below-average team and below-average coaches. They see, do that year in, year out. Doesn't matter what's going on around them. See, Greg, I disagree with you, though, and I'll tell you why. Because last year when they played Jacksonville and the Jets, he ran up the score. So, like, he clearly has some put some value on the psyche of his team. You see what I'm getting at? In other words, he looked at it and said, not only do we need to beat someone, we need to kick their ass because I need to restore confidence in the room. So I think it is a factor. And I, 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 I think it relates to quarterback. Now, I'm not telling you that he's going to pick Zappy as a result of it, but it has to be a factor. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm just going to say that I, I just – I I don't think that he thinks that way. And and you know, you guys talk about the need to run up the score. I don't know if that's factual. I don't know if that actually happened. I forgot what my opinion was, you know, at the time. Um you know, do, did I think that the Patriots like, you know, sometimes they uh, they feel too good about things, you know, about some of their wins? You know, yeah. And you know, came back to bite them last year once the you know, when it came to time to play tough games, they got run over. You know, so, uh, but I, I can't, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I'm not going to, you know, admit, you know, you're, you're right and you have a point. I, I just don't know. Okay, calls. Charlie in Watertown, go. I get it, Greg. You know, you're, you're reluctant to give uh, Bailey Zappi a lot of credit, you know, and I get that you're a bit of what I would describe, you know, different than Tom Curran or Chris Gasper. You know, you guys are football elitists, and, you know, you throw this game manager thing out which I don't even know what the heck that means anymore. It's, like, so vague. Like, what does that mean? And, you know, arm strength, that's another thing. I mean, arm strength is, is so – is is a quantitative? I mean, do you know exactly, you know, who Charlie, has a stronger arm and in what situation? And, you don't think and, it's quantitative? You don't think you can tell someone's got a arm talent? Well, like, that's the easiest thing to look at. Well, I think it is, but I think under the circumstances, I think some of the balls that he's, that, that he's thrown – have 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 shown he has more than a strong enough arm, and arm strength can develop over time. I mean, look at Tom Brady. And the thing I just want to say in closing is that God only knows how many players over the years who were never given an opportunity because they were a backup or they were undrafted could have been great quarterbacks, serviceable quarterbacks. And you know, and Tony, you know this in baseball, guys that in AAA that have never got a shot. No, it's true. I'll just I'll just cut you off there, Greg. You, Everybody gets a chance in the NFL. Are you a football? Very rarely. Are you a football elitist? No. I stay. I try to stay as fact based as possible. I stay true. At the end of the day, I stay true to the film because stats. 
T- context lie. Film Mar- never lies. Maury, take your hat off when he says this, please. I feel like okay. put my hand over my heart. You, you stay and, true to the film. You and Gasper are anti-Zappites. But you know, look, look, uh, Charlie, you know, just to give you some facts, okay? Bailey Zappi's average depth of target in, in his two starts, 6.7s. Max was 10.4. Uh, they used play action 32% of the time with Zappi, 10% of the time, 11% of the time with Jones. Yeah, screen he's passes. Be- he's better at it. 18, 18.4% of the t- uh, on screen passes. Mac Jones, 6.3. Bailey Zappi's deep ball percentage. Times they threw deep, 8.6. And a lot. when he did do it, they were wide open. They were schemed open. It was bad coverage. It was busted coverage. Mac Jones, 20.6% deep balls. You know, that's when you, when ridiculous, you, that number. Wow, 20.6? Yes, that's Bruce Arians' offense. Holy crap, no wonder he got killed. You know, you can call me whatever you want. But Elitist. at the end of the day, coaches, especially the ones in New England, Bill Belichick. Football blue blood. What, you, what they ask of the player to do in the game is what they think the, the player is capable of doing from practice. And it's clear where they think Bailey Zappi has limitations. Okay, let me get a few other thoughts for you. Tim and Blackstone, what do you got? Hey, Greg, what uh, what have you thought about Tyquan Thornton so far? It seems like for a rookie wide receiver that the Patriots drafted, he seems to be getting a lot of snaps considering he missed time, and he seems to actually be productive. Okay, Tyquan Thornton. Uh, big fan. I, I really wish he didn't get hurt because this is what you've seen is what we were seeing through the summer. That uh, He got better every day. Uh, look, I'm not going to get crazy about the end around, but uh, look, he he had that uh, the play in the end zone really nice. The 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 crossing route that I said was Mac uh, Bailey Zappi's best play of the game by far. You know, really nice job. He had another play where he had a really nice release off the line, beat the guy Zappi. If he saw him, had a touchdown. He put his hand up. Uh, it's very exciting. Anything that he can do to displace Nelson Aguilar, I'm all for. Uh, I'm really excited for the kid. Steven in New Hampshire, go. Hi. Steven in New Hampshire, Hello. go, please. Hello? Go. Oh, I have a question about the defense. Wasn't Detroit the highest-scoring offense when the Patriots played against them? And? And why is it not a good team? if they Because Detroit blows, Steven. Come on. <laughs> and Goff sucks. Use your eyes. Do we got to explain that to you, man? Come on. Goff sucks. Please. Fourth downs? They, how many times did we you – know, seven times it's they could have taken points? Not waste our time. You have Jesus. eyes. God, that's annoying. <laughs> Just because they ranked first after three weeks all of a sudden? And they scored a lot of garbage points when they were getting blown out. And, you know, and they were banged up on that. Forget it. You saw it. That being said, we like the defense. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. Ten questions with Bedard right after this. What kind of hard-hitting analysis can you expect from Belger and Mass this football season? It's going to be a stupid off. Belger and Mass. 95. The sports. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. You have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go. Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Very good, Maz. Uh, 10 Questions with Bedard in 10 minutes. And we got to be quick. First of all, 
It's brought to you by Awaken 180. Become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. 844-346-1800. Look at the big boy, the former big boy. That's all you need to know about Awaken 180. All right, we need to be uh, on time, Jimmy. What are our buzzer options? Greg, I love listening to you, man. I mean, your football IQ is through the roof. You probably have a higher football IQ than Matt Patricia. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) but he's an elitist. Go ahead. What is the play? Time out. It's Mac Jones chiming in next. (laughs) That's Twitter. Oh, I guess Patricia doesn't doesn't really suck now, does he? Oh. That's Twitter. Next. Well, we're going to punch it in. We're going to prove a point here. We're going to punch it in. You don't have to take advantage of this. It's every dumbass coach in the league who goes for it on the one-yard line. Next. Dumbasses! You dumbass! You dumbasses! You dork! Next. I can't even get to the levels of suck that you suck. (laughs) That was well put. Six suck bad quarterbacks. Six of them. Suck, suck, suck. Suck, suck, suck. (laughs) Ah, it feels like an oldie but a goodie. Hit it. I can't even get to the levels of suck that you suck. Okay, number 10, thoughts on Tom Brady attending Robert Kraft's wedding and then missing the Bucks Saturday walkthrough, then ripping his team on the bench during the loss in Pittsburgh. What a horrible look, but par for the course for this guy these days. I mean, he's totally lost touch with reality. Is he just surrounded by yes people? Isn't anybody there to say, hey, Tom, you know, this might not look good or taking off during training camp. Not exactly. Why, like, what is going on over there? Okay, Murray and Maz, hold your thoughts. We're going to do a whole segment on this uh, at 4 o'clock. Oh, okay. good. All right, so uh, we'll circle back to Brady and Kraft and all of that. Uh, but next. Ah, ah, ah. What is the play? Time out. There is one follow-up question. Who, in your opinion, was the most noteworthy attendee of the wedding or non-attendee, if you want to go that route? Well, I went uh, two answers. The, the Patriots captains? Like, really? Like, Bill had to be annoyed by that. I don't think Bill was there, right? He wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, I, I didn't like that. And then, of course, Giselle not being there. And you know, and then Bill. But Giselle not being there with Tom? Well, you know they're getting divorced. Are you just, oh, really? You just... No, I've been, I've been in my ivory tower watching film. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Football elitist. I don't give a rat's ass about Giselle. Bill! I want to know why Bill didn't go. Deep down, was it because they had a game? Or was it because he really didn't want to go? I think it was the second thing. He didn't want to be there. He's like, I'm not going to have this stupid I was surprised to see Goodell there. This guy cost you seven, what, a millions of dollars seven, eight years ago, and you invite him to your wedding? That's the answer. Suck on that. There's another K. The barstool bitches. Oh, I thought, oh, Robert's going to take this guy down. Oh, just wait. Today we handle all family business. Oh, 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 no. He's one of his best friends still. Oh, wait a minute. I thought Robert was going to get him fired. Oh, I'm sorry, Barstool. Oh, I'm so. Oh, wait a minute. I thought Cadell was done. Done. Finished. Uh, Deflategate. Finished him. And Kraft was going to do the job. Kraft was going to. Oh, wait. No. Actually, they're still best friends? Interesting. Oh, interesting. So you were just carrying on like a bunch of eight-year-olds. Okay, good. Got it. Oh, interesting. I couldn't have teed you up any better for that. No, that's the answer. <laughs> no. Ooh, you really showed him, guys. Oh, those clown T-shirts. Wow, you took him down. And yeah, Robert, yeah, he ruined him. You're right. Robert's going to ruin this guy. Yeah, huh? he's still his best friend. 
God. Oh, I mean, seriously, that's the one. Okay, next. Sorry. I get. Oh, I guess Patricia doesn't doesn't really suck now, does he? Oh. Number eight, what do you got on Jack Easterby's firing in Houston? Did you hear what the Houston radio guy said? No, I got nothing. What do you so got? he he went on and he talked about all these times that uh, Easterby totally backstabbed people and all this stuff. And he said that he told these guys and he said, I swear to God, he said this, that Robert Kraft wanted him to follow Bill Belichick around and take notes because he wanted to clone Belichick when he was done here. Wait a he said that. You can you, find the audio. It's wait, on there. Okay. Jimmy, uh, Skaz, uh, Kevin, who's ever back there? So say it again. He said, he said, and I, I, I quote the, the radio. Him. The radio guy said that Easterby told him that Kraft wanted Easterby, Easterby to follow around this, Belichick. This is a quote. He said he left New England because Robert Kraft wanted him to follow Bill Belichick around and take notes on him so they could clone Belichick after he left. Swear to God he said this. So you said Easterby stabs people in the back? Um, Is he like a... He's a deeply religious guy, too, yeah. isn't he? Like Judas Easterby running around <laughs> down there. Pontius Pilate. Yeah. I love the idea of cloning Belichick. The world can't have enough. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Does he mean that literally? Like he was going to take his DNA and try to like... I, that's wacky. This guy's weird. He's a creepy snake. Good. I'm glad he got fired. Me Next. too. Six suck bad quarterbacks. <laughs> Six of them. Suck, suck, suck. Suck, suck, suck. Who is the third best team in the AFC? You missed oh, one. The- Number seven. Sorry. Should the Pats be in on Christian McCaffrey? If they're giving him away and they're eating his whole contract, yes. Otherwise, hell no. Expensive and injured all the time. No. Yes, yes. A thousand times yes. I say no because of the injury thing. If you're going to poach from that team, go get Brian Burns. At the, uh- Shaq Thompson, a linebacker. Okay. Yes, yes. A thousand times yes. You said it the other day, Maz. Either on the air or off. Ramondre Stevenson in the passing game. Is just an afterthought. Oh, no, they just dump the ball up to him. He can't run a route. Fifth option, I'm about to take a sack. I'll dump it off to you. Like, he doesn't run any route. They don't scheme anything in the pa- – they don't, they don't have any passing game back. True. Uh, so, he, I think he'd be a great fit. And I believe his base salary is only a million. I think he converted to bonus or something. You're only on the hook for a million bucks, so the money's not a factor. Uh, third round, fourth round pick. I don't know if I go third. Fourth round pick. I mean, if you get him for nothing, I'm not going to say no. Right, exactly. Okay, all day long. Next. Dumbasses. You dumbass. You dumbasses. You dork. Who's the third best team in the AFC? This is tough. The The Ravens. I mean, you know, in terms of talent and what they can be if they get their stuff together, it's the Ravens. But, I mean, what is going on down there? I mean, they've blown three games. The, the, the defensive coordinator move was just horrible. He got beat by Wink. Wink won that game against them with the Giants. I I have a ton of respect for J- John Harbaugh and the Harbaugh family, but do they think about making a move? I mean, has the, has the message gone stale? Have things just gotten stale? That team is way better than they've been. What they've done, including in the playoffs, blowing some games with fourth down calls and things like that, they're better than this. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's still pretty good. They've had a you know tough start. Uh, they've had a couple of tough games. They were at Baltimore. They're at the offensive Jets. Offensive line is ass. You can't win any games with an offensive line like That's that. Ass, ass. Still, you said third best team in the league. I didn't tell I'm you. Telling you they were the, first best. But this exercise, the conference, this is, was it was difficult. Yes. I also had the Bengals quarterback driven league. I'll take the stud quarterback. Me and too. The combo of him and Chase is still lethal. Way worse than we thought. Agreed. I mean, 
the Pats have a shot in that third. I mean, they have a case to be made. I, I mean, wanted to make a case for the Jets. I mean, the, the third team, it's tough to come up with. Okay, next. Greg, I love listening to you, man. I mean, your football IQ is through the roof. You probably have Appreciate a higher it. football IQ than Matt Patricia. Name the top three tool bag Bears quarterbacks of our lifetime. <laughs> Sorry, I got the question wrong. But Cutler's number one. But uh, Rex Grossman and Jim McMahon. There's so many of them. Yeah. Oh, God. No, uh, look, to me, Cutler... Harbaugh McMahon. Oh, Harbaugh was such a douchebag as a player. Okay, to me, oh, that's such a tool. That is a three-way screwdriver right there. That's a <laughs> Phillips head, flathead, hex head. You're forgetting one. Cade McNown is number one. He actually got banned from the Playboy Mansion and was caught parking in a handicap spot at one, at one point. And he was a bust. Then Jay Cutler and Rex Grossman. There's so many. Didn't Mike Toms, did Mike Tomzak have a gambling problem or was that Arch Schleister? Schleister. So I, I confuse those Ohio State dirtbags. So many, so many tool bag quarterbacks. Harbaugh's a great one. He was such a tool bag as a player. There was one that I, I was just missing here. Cordell Stewart, uh, not the j- biggest Rex Grossman, but I think you mentioned Kyle Orton. One tool bag after the next. Chris Chandler was there at one point. Mitchell Trubisky. It's like one big ratchet set. Wow. <laughs> next. Ah, ah, ah. What is the play? Tono. How far has Russell Wilson fallen? We'll do it by doing this. List the best quarterbacks in the league at this point, right now, and stop when you get to Wilson. We can do this another way. And that is just list the guys you take over him right now. How many are there? Okay, that list is even longer. But go ahead, Greg. Sorry. So uh, I have uh, Mahomes, Allen, Brady, Herbert, Burrow, Lamar, Rodgers, Geno, Carr, Dak, Mac, Cousins, Tua, Kyler, and then I get to Russell Wilson. So 16. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I didn't go quite that deep, but if you say that you would take now, uh, I went Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Brady, Rogers, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Prescott, and Wilson. And Wilson I put in that group with like a bunch of people. I just kind of throw them all in one big suck. Where's Geno Smith? Uh, well, right Smith now is, I take him out. Well, of well that's Wilson. the question. Yeah, yeah but I'm not right so. now, this point in time, tonight, game tonight. Who okay. you taking? Well, I take Geno Smith. Thank so, you. So I have him ranked 25th. Right. So I'll, I'll save the time. Here's who I wouldn't take over. Right. That's what I meant. Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Trubisky, Baker Mayfield. Did you say Justin Fields? Oh, and Justin Fields too. Fields I mean, is another yeah, one. That's another yeah. one. But he's he's in the bottom third right now with he the way is, he's absolutely playing. Absolutely, he is. Yeah, it's I just in, stopped because the list was too long. It's insane. All right, next. I can't even get to the levels of suck that you suck. In Tennessee, plans are in place to build a new dome stadium for the Titans, replacing Nissan Stadium, which, as I've mentioned to you, was designed by the same architects and is nearly a carbon copy to Gillette Stadium, and it was only built two or three years before Gillette. Question, should the Patriots be following the Titans' lead and building a new stadium? Yes, absolutely, and I don't want it domed. It has to be a retractable roof. I was going to ask you, how would you feel if it were a dome? Yes and no. Yes on the stadium, no on the dome. And I don't want a retractable roof either. Leave that sucker open. The whole beauty of having it here is cold weather, bad games, all that crap. Thank you. Bring up all those wuss bag dome teams and let them play here in January. Yes on a new stadium. Have it in and around the city. Blow up Fenway. Start there. No on the dome. Stadium elements should be part of football. Okay. I And to me, it's not about they need a new stadium, not because Gillette is some hellacious dump. It's fine. It's that location. 
That location was never right from the start. It sucks. It sucked the day they moved there, and it sucks today. I mean, in 1970 or whenever they, when they first started there. It's not, it should not have a football stadium there on Route 1. It's a logistical nightmare. It's ridiculous. It remains ridiculous to this day. Could you imagine if, they, if we had a, a football stadium like in the city? That would be awesome. Oh, that would be sake. great. Should have been in the seaport where they wanted originally, but that was going to be a dumb. All right, next. Sorry, go. Yeah, the Megaplex. <laughs> well, we're going to punch it in. We're going to prove a point here. You know, we're going to punch it in. You know, got to take advantage of this. Arr! Who will be the next great quarterback in the NFL? Who will be the next guy to enter that top tier with Josh Allen, Mahomes, Rodgers, et cetera? Who's the guy? I assume Herbert's already in that tier. No. Oh, well, then it's Herbert, no doubt. Is it? Yep. Are you sure? You watch him? You said what you watched last night? Uh, context. Okay. I mean, you you put him, you give him to Bill Belichick, they're winning six Super Bowls. Well, all right, maybe I don't That's want to. That's a little to sacrilege there. All right, a couple Jimmy. Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. He's already getting better now. He's having a good year. Not a great year, but a good year. He can move. Good arm. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence. I'm a Greg Herbert, provided he gets a real coach. Yep. Jalen Hurts doesn't get any mention here. Uh, he crossed my mind. I, I I almost went completely off the board and picked guys completely that were yeah. in the background. Understood. Final one. Go. <laughs> oh, ah, ah. What is the play? Time out. Again, that's Mac Jones weighing in. We have a new Monday Night Football booth because the Patriots obviously on Monday Night Football. Buck and Aikman. Uh, so that'll just uh, lead you to a historical Monday Night Football question: Who is your favorite and least favorite Monday Night announcer of all time? Uh, who is the comedian guy? Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. Dennis Miller, for sure. Was your favorite? No, least favorite. Thank you. Uh, he was he was awful. And uh, I love uh, Riddick on Monday Night Football. I really do. Uh, Howard Cosell and Don Meredith, the tandem of them. And Gifford was there, too. But that group, particularly Cosell and Meredith, awesome. They were awesome on the games. I knew someone was going to say Dennis Miller, so I didn't. I went with Joe Tessitore. Yeah. The, who the, I mean, he, was, he was not good on. I mean, so it's not his fault. Yeah, he's a college guy. I need juice in my Monday night play-by-play guy. I need juice. I want Cosell. Al Michaels did it. Joe uh, Joe Buck, fine, no problem. Now, I need a real guy. No, there. you need what you need is not gravitas. Joe Tessitore, who should be opening a restaurant in the North End. Murray. Yeah, best is Al Michaels, worst is Joe Tessitore. Okay, I'll just give you the best list. Al Michaels, Howard Cosell, Aikman, I think, is good. And let's give him his... John Gruden was a good Monday Night Football color guy. I liked Gruden, too. Personality, entertainment. He's wide banana. Yeah, you know, Gruden deserved the best. There were so many that sucked. You know my all-time, my number one all-time announcer tool bag, Joe Theismann. I mean, talk about <laughs> it. Captain Obvious. Oh, what a Captain Obvious tool bag he was. Dennis Miller. Do you remember how bad Tony Kornheiser sucked oh, yeah, in the booth yeah. when they put him up there? Did he blow... Then they had a run of players that just sucked. O.J. Simpson was a, a, a complete idiot. He crossed my mind. Joe Namath sucked. Lynn Swan sucked. You remember they put Jason Witten up there a couple of years oh, ago? Oh, was horrible. Useless. Say something, dude. Something, anything. And if it's wrong, they've had so many bad guys up there. Uh, Aikman and Buck, that's a good booth. All right, we're done. Here's an update. We're right back to your calls. 
Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. That's Amazon.com slash Hiring Day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. Back in your face. Suck it. Felger and Mass. 98.5. The Sports Hub. Quick call here for Bedard or two. Robin Waltham. Go ahead, Rob. So, Michael, I, I'm, I feel exactly like you when you say, what do your eyes tell you? What do you see? So, based on that, what I think is... Zappi has a calming effect on the team. He stays calm. He's a yes, sir, no, sir. The rest of the team follows suit. They look better. They look smoother. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He looks like he has an effect on the team that benefits the team. Okay, Greg, does he have a calming effect on the team? Uh, I'm not going to – he certainly has a calming effect. It's one of his best attributes that I've that I've seen in the first two games is um, he he does not get flustered. Um, very often, very seldom, um, keeps his eyes down the field. Um, I, I would say that uh, a lot of people would be very calm and unflustered against the Lions and the Browns. I'm sorry, it's just a fact. Derek in Providence, what do you got? Hey, guys, what's going on? Um, I happen to think Mac Jones, he's a first-round pick. They invested a top pick in this guy, so you got to expect he's going to come back, right? And I think this Chicago game is probably the best spot for him to come back, a bad team, get them some confidence going into the tough part of the schedule. But because Zappi's playing so well in his stead, if Matt comes back and he doesn't perform any better or if he's even worse, how short of a leash is he on? Do you think Belichick will go back to Zappi if things get that bad? Okay, two things. Does Mac Jones come back just because they invested a high pick in him? Not necessarily. No. I mean, Bill Bill has to he, – he goes with whoever he thinks has the – gives them the best chance to win. Right. So I, I I think that Mac Jones's draft status does not guarantee him his job. No, I don't. I hate that argument. And that's why we played the Sean Payton sound. He said this is the perfect place if you're a rookie fourth-round pick to get a shot because Bill's going to – he's not going to play the first-round pick just because they invested that in him. But that is a good question. If they go Mac Jones and now he doesn't look right, is there a short leash – Greg, or do you think they give it time for Mac Jones to grow back into the job? I think you have to give it some time, but you know, look, there's a there's a ticking clock on the season. There always is, and Bill will Bill will play it out in his mind. What needs to happen? This is what we need to see. This is how much runway they have. Um, and look, I think a big part of this is going to be hopefully Matt Patricia has learned. You know, it's there on film. If you know Bill watches, Matt watches. You look at it and you say, "This is the way we should have been playing from the start of the season. This is the way Josh McDaniels managed uh, Mac Jones last year during the season." I mean, he had to be tightly managed, tightly coached, and there was a reason for that. There was a reason why they were so conservative, and people complained. It's because you had a rookie quarterback and a lot of new people here. And, you know, I think they, the Patriots would have been much better served. I think they'd have a much better record if they would have just continued the approach of last year, started very conservative, say, let's not get out on our, over our skis at all here. Let's make sure we can do the basic things. Then we start to get a little bit more open instead of just saying, 
We're throwing down the field. We're making big plays. You know, guess what? You know, you run Bruce Arians passing offense down the field. Guess what? Guess what comes with it? Quarterbacks getting hit and turnover percentage goes up. That's just a fact. That's what they were doing early on in the season. They have, they completely went back into a shell with the offense. And guess what? It worked better. Lower turnovers. You know, you know, no huge bad plays. That's where they were last year. Long commercial free segment comes your way next. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And now, Texas residents get 0% APR financing, plus 2500 combined bonus cash, plus 1000 Chrysler Capital bonus cash on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital, regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Take retail delivery by 1031-22. The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston. Some sort of prid quo quo there. Felger. Like, well, but so, uh, Excuse me. And Mass. Excuse me. 98.5, the sports up. Now the Browns with a three tight end set. An overload right and Chubb in the backfield. A play fake to him and a roll right by Brissett. He's chased by Wise. Throws downfield and that pass yeah. is intercepted. Underthrown and undercut. Kyle Duggar has it at the Patriot 36. Absol- on the rollout and a throw for Brown. Abs- absolutely beautiful, beautiful coverage. By Duggar, playing this ball. He's the underneath defender. There's a guy coming over the top. It's McCourty. He gets there late. Duggar, Duggar reads it perfectly, but it's pressure from Wise on Brissett that I think made him get rid of the ball quicker than he wanted to. So we play that because while Greg Bedard is not buying on Bailey Zappi, he might be buying on that Patriots secondary. And the coverage in back, I don't know if Duggar was a part of your analysis, but you like... You like Jonathan Jones? You like Jack Jones? Safety uh, play? Is that a part of all that? Uh, yeah. Not, not I mean, as much? You know, Phillips, Phillips did a good job for the most part in this game. I will say Duggar, uh, look, he, he gave up that. He picked into the backfield on that one big pass play. There was also another one where he had the hook zone where he had turned his back and they got another, I think it was more like 17 yards on that pass. He's it's It's amazing. He's... He's Patrick Chung just with a lot more explosiveness. I mean, he just is a you want him Chung. going Yeah, a young a young Patrick Chung where it's like you just want him blitzing, attacking the run, or in man coverage. Anything else, you're asking for trouble. And he's still in the same category. And he he might get better than that. He's still a very young player. I don't know that, but uh he does have his limitations, unfortunately. He does not he has not come I was as a rookie, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's the next superstar safety in the league. That's where I thought he was going. He's not there yet, not really close to it, and he needs to get better in some of the areas. But I do think uh, – I do have questions about the safety play, the linebackers, and the pass rush as far as what's their ceiling when it comes to the Bills and the Chiefs of the world. I do think that their coverage, their cornerbacks – I still might be on the lookout for a little bit more talent there if you can find it, but uh, it's better than it's better than it's been in recent years in my mind. Clearly, I mean, even when J.C. Jackson was here and what have you, like I'm not ready to say after six games. Guess Bill wasn't an idiot for not paying J.C. Jackson because uh, I heard he had a terrible game last night. Different scheme. I'm just going to stay away from that. I'm just going to say. 
what they've shown on film so far, I really like the way they cover, and I think they could could cause some problems for Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But you got to be buttoned up everywhere else, and that's where I have questions. I mean, Duggar still can't cover. You know, even the ball he picked off, the guy was behind him was open. He was the if yeah, he should have been burned on that play. If Brissett just throws it immediately to the sideline over the shoulder, it's another big play. That's why it was designed. Brissett just screwed it up. It was a crap throw, and honestly, I thought it was a suck play call. So you come out and throw on first down, fine, no problem, plant the seed. Now you get second and four. So so what? All of a sudden, Jacoby Brissett turned into who? Patrick yeah, Mahomes? we're going to fool Like, like there's a limit. To, yeah, exactly. There's like a limit to what your quarterback can do. So now you're second and four. Run, pick up the first down. Then if you want to throw in first down again, do it. Don't come out all of a sudden, you know, we're going to fight guns blazing. <laughs> Jackass. Stefanski. As soon as I saw that, he said they're going to lose. Uh, handicap the quarterback spot this week, Greg. How do you think this goes down? What do you think we're looking at? I I think that Mac is going to push to play and Bill's going to watch the practice film and decide, you know, can he move? Can he, you know, but you know, does I think in a perfect world if if I could draw it up if I were Belichick, it's start Mac, the Patriots start to blow out the Bears and then put Zappy in and just, you know, it, it, that's not going to be ideal for not, you know, dealing with people like you guys. Uh, but I think that's the best thing, just to get his feet wet, what get him in an NFL people game. like us guys? Uh, you know. like you oh, people? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? No, it's like, remember, it's very yeah, rarefied air mm-hmm. in that yeah. Ivy Tower. Yeah. Exactly. The plebes. Yeah, the, seriously. Have an oxygen tank. The groundlings, Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Football elitist over there. <laughs> you no, know, those of us are the, the groundlings rolling around in the mud. Okay, but I would agree that the best case scenario, because I do still think uh, Jones has a higher ceiling. Okay, so the best case here is that this has motivated Jones or given him an attitude adjustment, or and the coaches too. The coaches realize, okay, this is what we should have been doing all along. We'll put him in the same spots we put this other kid. Jones is uh, motivated by it because now he has someone nipping at his heels, and everyone's better coming out of it. And that's, I think, a realistic ask. But I still think, Greg, that... If you want Jones for that Jets game, he should start against the Bears. Yeah, I, I do. I agree with you. I'm hoping that this whole experience, uh, hope the the coaches and Mac Jones use this as a fresh start. Look, Mac, we didn't put you in the best position to succeed early on in the season. That's now clear. We should have done this. You were right on some of the stuff, but you know, can oh, you can you okay, well, I, can you buy a- in on some of the stuff that we'd like to do? Because this this is the re- you know, give them the why. Yeah. This is this is why we think it's going to pay off against the Bills and the Chiefs or what have you. Like, let, hey, let's let bygones be bygones. We're all on the same team. We all want the same thing. We all want to win. It's good for everybody. Let's move forward here. Instead, what do you think Bill's going to do, Murray? Uh, I mean, he's. I want him to start Zappy, but he's going to end up starting Mac Jones. I'm convinced of it. I mean, that's the, that's the way I'm leaning. He should play Zappy. He's not gonna because he's going to you know just adhere to the sort of for now. And then if Jones sucks again, then he can look at Jones and say, now I've given you two cracks. Right? I've given you two. Well, and he also has an out with Jones where he doesn't have to flat out bench him. He said like, the ankle isn't right. You know, and I think that gives Jones an out and it softens the blow. So I think that's actually a nice thing to have in their back pocket. Because, you know, everyone you talk to about this injury, he's not going to be right. That's just, you know, it takes, you can come back and play, but you're just never right. So I think that'll be even kind of legitimate. So 
Bill will have that in his back pocket. All right, Greg Bedard has a great breakdown of a lot of stuff that he talked about today uh, that if you're not a subscriber, I think you can actually access, Greg. Are you opening up the uh, the, the behind the, uh, the, ivory ivory, tower? the ivory tower of your elitist football analysis? <laughs> yes, so people can go to BSJ, click on my uh, breakdown of this game, and at the top you will get free access to the Packers breakdown and also Zappi's first start. So you get... I break down with Zappy. I break down every single play, pluses and minuses, and you also get me my video analysis of the coaching spell and tell you why I graded this a plus or a minus or I didn't. You know, it was a neutral uh, play for me. Okay, the the video clips are a hoot. They're, they're ins- I'm not exactly Mr. Electric on there. It's not for presentation. I'm just trying to. Give you the information. They're insightful. They really but, are, though. Like, right, if you're not expect- to blow sunshine up his ass, but they're valuable. No, they're re- <laughs> yes. You just, but if you're expecting uh, like uh, Bruno Mars up there, I'd no. say he's not exactly. Definitely not. You didn't see the fellow there, thirty-two <laughs> yards down the field. That's a minus play. Yes. Ah, I'm. You know what? I'm going to give him a plus. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped on there once, and we went at it on Josh Allen. And guess who was right? Guess who was right on Josh Allen? Thank you. Thank you. I'll take no, that's one. A different discussion. I one. know how he can dress him up. We got to get uh, Bedard in one of those sparkly gold. It's a good play. It's a, it's a it's a neutral play. Like some sunglasses. Yeah, like yeah. a glittery shirt with a wide collar. Open it up. Give us a little chest hair. Give it a look on uh, bostonsportsjournal.com. Greg, thanks for coming in. We'll see you next week. Big that's boy. That's good. See you guys. Thanks see you, big boy. Uh, we will get back to your calls and just want to get to a little uh, something that Shaughnessy wrote today that people just can't let go, and I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm happy no one's let go of it. But how's Brady looking today? How's Belichick looking today? Your temperature on that story, right up from Murray's 90-second update, no commercials. 35 yards down the field on a dead sprint? That's not a great play. (laughs) (laughs) This Sports Hub On Demand content is sponsored by Coors Light. Chill on with game day greats when you grab an ice-cold Coors Light and watch the football game this week at Hooters in Dedham, Saugus, Shrewsbury, or West Springfield. Hooters makes you happy this football season. Chill on.